Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Wobbly mic. Well, well, uh, what's up, besties? What are we doing? What is up? We're in the San Jose studio and the Las Vegas studio. Yep, and that's Spanish for San Jose and <laughs> Las Vegas. I am on a road trip, and um, one of the things that I promised myself was I was going to take, to the best of my ability, take two weeks off every July and take the month of December off for most of my stuff, for most of my stuff. It's not technically July, but we are in a two and a half week road trip um, up the coast, up the West Coast. So we got to uh, Santa Cruz two days ago, and then we got to San Jose yesterday. Keith's here for a basketball tournament, and then we're headed up to Portland and Seattle and some camping along the way. So I will be, I don't know where I'll be. I'll just be wherever. Do you guys have your itinerary planned out, like where, where you'll be each night, or are you just like we'll drive until we want to stop? Yeah, we do. We have it planned out. We mm. actually like you know me. I'm usually like months in advance, but actually we did not really get this trip together until about two weeks ago. We knew we, we like knew the dates, but we wanted to figure out like where we were going to be each time because I don't love camping for more than like two nights to be honest in a row because yeah. I kind of mm. be like fuck mm-hmm. my hair is greasy, I feel disgusting, dirty. So we kind of have a nice cadence where we're like doing two days of camping and then we'll stay at, like an Airbnb for like three or four days now I don't like staying Airbnbs for one night either because it feels like the second you like get in and then you like get all your shit unpacked and then you have to leave the next morning so I don't love that so we're actually staying in Portland for like three or four days Seattle for three or four days but taking day trips from there because there's a whole bunch of stuff around there so I was like cool we can go and like you know see Corvallis and Eugene and all these other cool places that are like 45 hour long drive from or from Portland but still have our home base in one place where all our shit is so, yeah, we'll see. I haven't done a road trip in a while. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. Have you been to Portland before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a pretty city. I have. Um, maybe. Oh, the naked bike ride was in oh, June, yeah. but you're probably just missing it. You're oh. probably just missing it. God I know you're damn it. <laughs> I was so upset that I didn't do it. If anyone doesn't know, Danny and Jeff did that. When was that? 2019? It was before the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. Oh, you, know, you guys have only been dating for like, I don't know, three, six months or something. And you're like, oh, Let's. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like four months. It's, it was like this game of chicken. I was like, I'll do it if you do it. And I was like, this motherfucker won't do it. And then he's like, I'll do it. And I'm like, oh, shit. Suddenly we're naked. <laughs> I'm like, how the hell did we get in this scenario? <laughs> well, you and like however many other people too. I mean, that uh, it's one thing with like your your significant other. It's like not that big of a deal. But then it's like how many other like thousands of people oh, yeah. were just letting it all hang out. It was fascinating and empowering. Uh, it's interesting too. I was asking you about that, uh, your road trip, because you you do plan ahead. And we just got back from Greece and we had zero plans we didn't have a return flight we actually we kept saying okay we're gonna figure it out we'll stay in this place a couple days luckily jeff and i are similar enough that we could travel this way together but we're like let's just go we'll see if we want to stay two days if we want to leave in a day we'll go somewhere else we actually had no idea where we were going to go except for like where the wedding was going to be in the first week and then after that it was we'll just figure it out we were actually about to go to sardinia italy 
and then we got told to go to a different island so we went there instead and yeah it worked out but and then we were finally like I guess we should go home because we need to get our dog so we decided (laughs) you know I actually think that can be really fun it's not I just more I get nervous about there's not going to be a, like, I have to pay too much. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be like, yeah. oh, if I wait till last second, the flights are going to be way more expensive. Like, they're not going to be a, there's not going to be a room at the, the hotel that I really want to stay at. I get more like stressed about that kind of stuff. Like, I want to, I want yeah. it to be like affordable and nice and yeah. things like that. That, that definitely does happen. The, uh, the flights did go up. However, we found a really cheap flight. Uh, and it went to LA. So what we did was we just booked a flight to LA and then Vegas to LA flights are really, so we didn't find like, it was like $1,500 for, a um, Athens to Vegas, but it was only 700 for Athens to LA. Wow. So we just flew to LA and then I just used my points on Southwest and we just got a, you know, and those flights from LA to Vegas are like a hundred bucks max usually right. anyway. So we saved a lot of money by scooting to LA instead. Wow. So that's just a little hack for you. If you ever are if you live in LA or Las Vegas. So anyway, anyway, what anywho. we're talking about today. And so I'm like on this road trip, but I'm, I'm in the middle of a launch right now and I'm launching a 40 day fitness program for fitness accountability program. And Danny was kind of mentioning, um, it, just what sort of happens later in your thirties and into your forties, which is, and this is such a weird, uh, feeling for someone like me and you who like our entire career is based on, fitness, uh, you know, in our twenties and we're like, so, and you were like very extreme fitness. And then now kind of being like, you know what? Yes. Do I want to quote unquote look good? Yes. I don't think that ever goes away. And anyone who tells you that they don't want to look good is lying, but you also want to feel good. And I remember like people in their forties telling me that in my twenties and they're like, well, you know, you get to 40, you just want to feel good. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, why do you feel bad? <laughs> like, you know, I was like, I don't understand. Like everyone just feels good all the time. <laughs> And then you get in your 40s and you're like, wow, shit really done. Like you just feel more tired. You feel, oh, actually I have to bone. I have a bone, not to pick with you, but to pick with the internet. So I mentioned on uh, my uh, post last week or something, it was kind of like about aging. And I said something about chin hairs and someone had the audacity who doesn't even have any followers, no picture on their account had the audacity reply and said, that means you have high estrogen dominance. And like, basically was like, your metabolism is messed up. And I was like, at 40, it's having a couple of hairs near your chin is pretty fucking normal. And they go, well, it doesn't have to be. And I'm like, Mm. it doesn't have a profile picture, isn't following anybody. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, so you're a, an endocrinologist all of a sudden. (laughs) Right. It was so funny. Oh, uh, that's yeah. It's like, who are you? Apparently, you don't. You're not I feel like woman. our entire podcast is normalizing chin hairs, so I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> like, God damn! I, my mom, and this was something that my grandmother. We were caretaking her, and she'd get a lot more chin hairs. And so my mom would shave. And I remember my mom said, "If I ever get to like this, you better shave my chin." And I like one of the things I did, and it was like just. I don't know, it like fills up my heart, but also makes me sad and also makes me like proud of myself. It was like, well, my mom was on hospice the last day, like I shaved her chin yeah, <laughs> because I know like obviously she died and she's not going to know, but I know that it really mattered to her. Like she didn't want to look bad. So I like, I shaved her chin and I washed her hair and like made her look, you know, make her look nice. But the older you get, the worse it gets. Like it's a straight fucking beard. You get to <laughs> 70, you got to shave with a razor every day. I'm like, okay, here, here comes. Right now we're just plucking one or two, but... The time is coming where the razor is going to happen. But it is interesting to think about this transition into your 40s. And I feel like for me, it definitely started maybe 38-ish, 37, 38, to where you go like, yeah, like 
you start to notice things you never noticed before. Like mm. you're, you start to notice your energy a little bit. You start to notice like little aches and pains, like nothing that's debilitating, nothing that I would assume is not actually normal for this age. But you do go, wow, I just really want to exercise to feel good. I want to go to sleep early to feel good. I want to eat vegetables to feel good. It's not about I got to lose 10 pounds right this second and I got to, you know, get rid of my cellulite. It's not, I mean, yeah, like that's always in the back of your mind, but I don't know. I don't, I, have we given up or are we just in a new chapter? <laughs> it's, it's just different. So I was, I wanted to talk about this because a friend of mine just lost a lot of weight and she goes, and she's never really worked out. Um, she lost a, a lot of weight from a weight loss surgery and she goes, well, I really need to work out now because I'm concerned about my health. And she's she's really specifically talking about bone density. And I think because when you have weight loss surgery, you do have a higher um, likelihood of getting osteoporosis and stuff like that because you're not getting as many nutrients and, and that kind of thing. And I was thinking, I'm like, yes, actually, this is a thing. And then I saw your email about your launch and, and just think about muscle mass and muscle mass as we age. And it is really for me, I never, I never thought I would work out for other reasons besides just trying to look good and like fit in my clothes or quote not be fat or something um but now it is about I was thinking about I'm like I need to I need to lift more because I need to make sure I maintain muscle because it's gonna just it just goes away as you age if you're not using it's like don't you don't use it you lose it and so I was going yeah I really do want to focus my workouts more on strength balance flexibility flexibility is actually a big one that's been on my mind lately is I am fucking stiff as hell. I don't know where like my flexibility went. I used to be a fucking contortionist. There's no evidence of this in my body at at any point now. You could still do like a bridge though. Oh, barely. My my back would just break in half. Yeah. (laughs) If I tried to do like a, like a back, what's a back walkover? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's just, it's so different, but I think I wish that I could have gotten to this mental space in my 20s that I was doing it because I wanted to feel good because I think that if I had done this in my 20s with the mentality of wanting to feel good and be healthy that I my body would have taken care of itself which it did anyway because you're young um but I feel like I spent a lot more time just agonizing over specifics on how I looked when I could have focused more on how I felt and then been, I don't know, I think happier. I think I think I might have actually been happier if I had just focused on feeling good instead of looking good. Yeah. And I started to have a lot of regrets. Yesterday I was um I was reading a book on aging and about just DNA sequencing and what happens and how you age. And it was very like high, high level biology. Luckily I have enough of a biology background that I can understand some of it, but it was it was definitely deep and I was suddenly having so many regrets of how I treated my body in my teens and 20s just because I could get away with it. It's like, it's a fucking dumpster. I could drink whatever. I could eat whatever. I could have like all kinds of artificial colors, sweeteners, and garbage. And I was compared to most probably healthier. And I did eat healthy for a long time when I was competing and all of that. But I just wish I had been better because it's now... I feel like we're at the age now where this is like where these cancer markers begin, right? Like you get cancer when you're 60 and 70, but it starts when you're 40. And so these are the things that I'm starting to think about now that I'm like, oh, this life is actually really short and I might have 20 or 30 more good years. And I really, in order to have 20 or 30 more good years, I have to be actively working to do good things for my body instead of 
neglecting it and treating it like a, a dumpster. Right. Because I will say like in your teens and twenties, all you care about is how you look really. You know what I mean? Because maybe you aren't having some of the effects of like, you're not having issues with your balance or your flexibility or you're not having issues with, uh, you know, fatigue or anything like that. So you're like, I just need to be tan. Like that's my, my regrets are about like the, the sun exposure. That's like some of my biggest regrets is like, dude, just like now you see it every year, just like your chest and just your skin and like all the sun spots and stuff like that. That's, that's a huge issue for me for sure. And especially just like, also I'm thinking much more about like micronutrients more than anything, to be honest. Like, it's not about like, okay, how much protein am I getting? Like all the things you used to do in your twenties, how much protein, how many carbs, like counting that to me, I'm like micros, dude. I'm on that like micro diet. I'm like hair, skin, nails, like <laughs> bones, yeah, yeah. you know, I want to get those vitamin IVs like every two weeks. And to me, that's really where a lot of this stuff comes in. I think we neglect so much of that stuff. I think it's easy to hit your macros. I think it's much harder to have a variety in your diet to where you're getting and supporting, you know, um, Keith just did some blood, some testing for work. Like every year he has to do some testing and he was like low vitamin D. And I was like, how is that possible? We fucking live at the beach. You're outside playing volleyball, like every day, like how you, but it's like real, right? Like it's for someone to live at the beach and be outside all the time and still have low vitamin D is like scary, such a big piece of it. And it does like low vitamin D is associated with increased cancer risk. It's like, it's crazy. But yeah, that's the kind of stuff I'm, I'm definitely more dialed into now. That's really interesting too. I feel like a lot of people um, that I've heard lately have low vitamin it's D, really and I'm common. wondering, yeah, I'm wondering what is causing that. Especially interesting with Keith because you guys, I mean, he's outside all the time, like doing oh. activities and stuff. Yeah, so interesting. It is, you know, it, it, those are the things too. I'm thinking about. It's like what vitamins to take and what kind of shots do I need to be getting? And it's almost like I feel like it's not too little too late, but it's like, I wish I had done more prevention, like Botox. I've been doing Botox for a long time and I'm really glad because I think that's prevention. I think some people start Botox when they're my age. And I feel like at that point you're, you, you could have had a lot of prevention before that. I'm starting to feel that about a lot of my nutrition and exercise. And like, I should have done some things a little different, like 10 years ago, instead of trying to uh, like make up for it now. And I'm not doing too bad. I mean, I'm only 42. I know this kind of stuff does often happen when people are diagnosed with cancer. I have a friend who, I want to say he's 68, 69. He was diagnosed with cancer and he went on this massive like juice cleanse, vegan diet, and he reversed his prostate cancer, but he went so extreme and it's almost like you, I wonder, and you, you tend to wonder if you had been eating better and like that for the last 20 years would the cancer have developed anyway and that's also something really tricky to say and I think we said this in a podcast um, episode a while back on like with cancer you know sometimes you can think could I have done something differently and sometimes you just can't you know like there's childhood cancers and there's things that you're just like just the luck of the draw like it sucks but I do know there's a lot of things we can control and whether it's with cancer, heart disease, diabetes, those things that we have more, I shouldn't say we can't control, we have more control over when it comes to our diet and exercise. And those are the kind of things where I'm just trying to be a lot more mindful about them. And the workouts are another one. Um, I actually did a lot more cardio when I was younger and I stopped doing as much, mostly just because I hated it and I felt like it it contributed to adrenal fatigue. But I still see people doing a lot of cardio thinking that's what's going to help them lose weight when we at least know here in this podcast and kind of our circle of 
people who are in fitness that weightlifting and resistance training is going to be way more beneficial to you overall metabolically and how your body moves and how your body maintains itself, how your bones, like everything, it's, it's just going to help a lot more. So I am way more focused on doing resistance. And even, I've even been cutting back on some of the HIT kind of workouts because those are generally my favorite kind of things to do, just kind of CrossFit style, fast, um, you know, burpees, jumps, things like that that get my heart rate up and then like I'm done quickly. But I've even cut back on that a little bit the last maybe three or four months in favor of just more back to basics weight loss, uh, not weight loss, weight training. Yeah, for like sure. the old school basic weight training. Well, one of the things that, and I'll be interested, so one of the bonuses that we're doing for this program that we're running right now, the 40 Days to 40, is we're having Jade come in, my ex husband, who we also have in the podcast, who's a naturopathic physician, come in and talk about perimenopause and menopause and talk about mm. all things hormones because, you know, my demographic is pretty much 30 plus, 35 plus. And that's a big piece of it too, is like, it's not just about burning calories. You know, I know we've talked about that before. It's really about how to optimize hormones. And, you know, it's hard to know, are my hormones optimized? When people throw it around, oh, hormonal damage or you know, metabolic damage, or like, you know, my hormones are messed up. People just throw that around. But at the end of the day, we are, especially as progesterone and estrogen decline, we tend to be more stress sensitive, which means yeah. that when you're doing a lot of like the hit cardio, it doesn't mean never do it. Obviously, there's benefit of getting your heart rate up and things like that. But you can't be doing that for like 30 minutes every day, right? It's more about trying to lock in sort of like the ends of the spectrum, right? There's like the heavy, intense weight training that's a little, maybe a little bit slower, but you get to what we call like mechanical failure to where you can't actually lift the weight again. Like there's, there's benefits, especially for women in our 40s, there's massive benefits to going to failure. Now, not like every single time, every single rep, every single set, every single day, but there is metabolic benefit to reaching a point where you literally can't lift the weight again. That's giving your body an impetus that is helping it build more muscle and also it's giving it, you know, increasing your testosterone, increasing your growth hormone, things like that, that are really important for anti-aging. And so we have to do that. And the other side of the spectrum, of course, are these more restorative, you know, uh, more stress reducing activities, things like leisure walking, getting your ass to sleep, sauna therapy, right? Like all of these things that we know and trying to play on those ends, like I would say like 80% of the time. And then the last 20% of the time, that's your cardio time. You know, it's yeah. like cardio is kind of like a condiment, you know, just sprinkle it on a little bit here and there, but not too much really paying attention to hormones. It's just really interesting to me, especially over the last few years of just definitely seen just different things are important to me when it comes to health and fitness. Yeah. And it's not about, I got to be super shredded or I need a six pack or I need, it's more just like, dude, I just want to feel good. I want my clothes to fucking fit and I want to enjoy my life. And that also, that's the question I, the follow-up question I had for you is, do you think that you can get to the point of, especially talking about like micro micronutrients and some of these things, can we become too hypervigilant? Because I've seen people go the complete opposite to where they like won't even put like, they're like, my body's a temple. And like, I think it just can generate more stress potentially than yeah. just, because you do want to enjoy your life as you, like, I'm never not going to like be in the sun or I'm never not going to have an alcoholic beverage, but maybe it's not as frequent as it was in your 20s. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a term for that that's orthorexia, I think. And that's when people kind of go to the extremes and, I still see that in this like fitness space and, you know, somebody might take the 
like a certain diet to the extreme or then it's like I think we did an episode on this and like toxins and suddenly they're not like touching any oils and they're not touching any like everything they have to grow from their own house and they never have any flexibility and I think where where the trap in that can be is what the word you said was stress like you get so stressed out about it and so hyper vigilant about it now you're just causing other hormonal issues by increasing your your stress level like i'm not healthy enough. and i need more yeah, healthy. yeah and i think too um something you brought up was the restorative stuff things that i never really thought that would count when i was younger i would never waste my time honestly going on a walk i remember thinking like let's just say distance wise if I can walk a mile in 12 minutes why not get it done faster and run it in eight minutes and then I'm through right or so so like the walking for an hour would feel like such a freaking waste of an hour for me I'd rather like pump out 40 minutes of hard cardio and feel like I'm getting the quote same amount of distance but last night I went out um took my dog out and then I just took a nice long walk around the block and walking now is something I enjoy but I also feel like it's really really important for my body and it's funny to me because I would have like giving you a middle finger if a trainer told me I needed to go on a walk I'd be like oh my god no like what a waste of my fucking time like I'm not walking well I feel the same <laughs> like, way no yeah totally I remember like even in my 20s when I'd hear advice like you know if you're like nude you're getting into fitness just start with a 20 minute walk and I was like what the fuck yeah. is that doing like and <laughs> right. and like okay from a caloric perspective maybe you're not burning a ton of calories right? but that's not the point so I think right. once you can be like okay this isn't about burning calories right so if you're everything you're doing is like I need to burn more calories I need to like I need to burn off at least for me at one point I was like trying to burn off every calorie I ate like that's where I was mm-hmm. at my like with my fitness journey now it's just like I'll take the day off from the gym and just go for like two long walks and I feel like just so I don't know just good and my like you know I'm not like I need to be there sweating every second it's like not about the calories it's about do I well the funny all that stuff yeah and the funny thing about it is too I've noticed this as I've gotten older and also going through adrenal fatigue it made me more sensitive to stress so I would notice just like just scale so the scale could be water could be fat you know who knows but um I would notice that I would do high intensity cardio and exercise and the next day my weight would go up versus I would go on a long walk, quote, doing less, not burning as many calories, and my weight would go down. Most likely it was inflammation and water retention, but I I would notice these things on the scale and just pay attention to how my body was reacting to those activities. So sometimes we think we need to burn more calories to lose weight and we're working out, working harder. And we're like, why is the scale going up? This doesn't make sense. And that's why it's, it's actually doing the opposite of what your body needs. And sometimes it's like cut back, rest, sleep, recover, walk, and watch the scale go down. Like the goal you had to begin with is it's going down. It's so funny how that works. And it feels so... Yeah, your appetite goes way down too. You know that's the thing is when I was doing two three hours of cardio a day, I was starving constantly, (laughs) cravings for sweets constantly. And I remember at the time Jade saying to me like, "If you just cut your cardio down, like I guarantee you wouldn't have to eat as much as you do." And I was like, "But then you get worried, right? Like, what if I cut my exercise down and I still am starving? Right now I got to burn off the calories." But it was once I finally did it, it was it's just awesome. I'm like barely hungry and for people who are just used to being hungry all the time it's such a weird jarring feeling but it actually does work and it doesn't take that long it's not like months later your appetite's finally it's like within a week probably you'll start to notice your appetite going down yeah i remember feeling so hungry all the time that's the worst 
when you're you're constantly thinking about food you're constantly hungry and you're trying you're to like figure, only you're doing two the hours and yeah. 59 more minutes until I can eat my next meal yeah you're doing the mental math aerobics of the calories of what you are allowed to have and it's not what you want so you're not satisfied no. and it just turns into a whole I know bunch and of people garbage are like food is fuel and I'm like yeah but it also tastes disgusting <laughs> you're, you're like and it's gross but i remember getting to that yeah. point especially in competition prep you just like not even excited to eat anymore oh no you're just like this is the meal i don't even care to warm it up it's cold fish and cold <laughs> asparagus <Whoa>. with mustard <laughs> so gross so disgusting so gross well i don't know i think it's really interesting i don't think we're quote giving up i think that this is probably a normal progression and to be honest i think some people do get here sooner um I, I think that some people who aren't with the background we have too, um, like this friend, for example, she never exercised. She never really was an athlete, didn't enjoy it, didn't like sports. So for her, she's like, I'm trying to find something I do enjoy doing. And I, I think some people are like that. Like maybe they were in music or like the band or orchestra. And so they found something that just makes them feel good and they do that. I think for you and I, because we were athletes and we were always pushing, that, that was another mindset shift of not being the best, having to get to where I don't have to be <laughs> the fastest, the best, competing against someone all the time because that's everything was a competition always. Right. And now I have to kind of step back and go, okay, I'm not, I'm not competing against anyone. No one's watching me, and this is literally just for me. And that took a little bit of time um, to, for me to shift to. And I think it's it's being aware, um, and it's also just recognizing that I want to have longevity and not uh I don't I'm not competing against anyone I'm literally not competing against anyone <laughs> like literally nobody there's literally <laughs> not a competition <laughs> I know it's so good well I'm glad you brought this topic up because I, I definitely resonate with that and I if you had told me in my 20s that like I would be just leisure walking and like not constantly trying to like burn every single calorie I eat I mean I can't remember the last time I did traditional cardio but it really is about, yes, I do have a quality of life thing where I do want my clothes to fit. I don't have to buy a million different, but I'm also just like exhausted from thinking about it all so hard. You know, it's like 20 years yeah. of constantly thinking about food and exercise. I think at this age, I'll just speak for us. I think once we get to the point of being over 40, you just give less fucks about shit. You're just like, I don't want to spend my life thinking about that all the time. I'm exhausted. I'm like, honestly exhausted and there are other things in my life that I want to give mental energy to that I want to give time to that I want to give priority to and I can't afford to be micromanaging my eating and exercise this much at this age and you know what's that it's like a saying it's basically like don't give up 90% of your life to like weigh five percent less or something Mm. it's like for a lot of us maybe we came from that place but you just have perspective at this point you're like you know what being up five pounds, being up 10 pounds doesn't really change anything. <laughs> like it just doesn't, you know, yeah. at my leanest, I was 15 pounds less than I am now. And I can tell you nothing was that different in my life yeah. at all, except I had a smaller I, size in my closet. I just saw this reel today um, in my explore, in my explore tab. And this girl said, watch me gain 20 pounds. And so it was like the video of her standing there and then just the transition and sh the new video and she looked nearly the same. I was like, you know, for a lot of people, 20 pounds, 15 pounds doesn't look that much different on your body. Her boobs were bigger. That was like the main thing I noticed, which nice. for most people, like, yeah, for that. most people, that's, yeah, a little bit bigger ass, a little bit five bigger, and bigger five. boobs. 
right? <laughs> little bigger booze and ass. And it's like, that's really where it's going. I mean, maybe there's a little more softness in your waist or hips or something, but honestly, m- mostly noticeable to you, not other people. Well, so also I think going you're right. Like that having, last five pounds. Having just like, no. And also having muscle on your body also changes mm-hmm. when you do gain weight. It changes. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It, it doesn't really impact it that much. You still look like, you still have an athletic physique if you gain 10 yeah. pounds, right? But if you have muscle on you, I think you notice it a lot more if you don't have muscle. Like you don't have mm-hmm. like a fit physique. You can probably notice the 15 pounds a lot more. You might look a little bit different. Yeah. Well, thoughts on y'all. Um, wondering if y'all listening are working out to be healthy now. <laughs> like us or just to stay busy or for mental health like that's another thing I think um I kind of did in the past and stopped but I think that's something real too is just working out for your mental health and for like getting rid of anxiety and and just in that instead of physical so would be interested to hear y'all's take and uh, please post in the Facebook group. We do have a couple people who are really active. would love to see more of you in there. If you go to thebestlifepodcast.com, there's a link to join the private Facebook group. And you can post anonymously. You can post uh, not anonymously. would love to have your input in there and see you, uh, see you live in the comments. Yeah, love it. Thank you guys for being here. Thanks for your time and attention. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye.